0: Hello to my listeners in the United States and around the world. I'm your host, Patrick, and you are tuned in to We Live on a Planet, and I'm glad you are. We made it through February. It is Monday, March 1st, 2021. I'm glad we made it through February. February, even though it was a short month, was a brutal one here in Central New York. This is episode 465 in the works, give or take. Apple has me at like 430-something, so it's okay. That doesn't matter. All right, let's put one in for the archives so we know what the weather's doing for future generations. 43 degrees Fahrenheit. 43. We'll take that. Feels like 37. Highs are going to be about 43 degrees today. Right now it's drizzly. Winds are out of the southwest. Nine miles per hour. I'm awful glad you're here. We have a good show. We'll dive into a quote. We'll learn some things. We'll chat, talk, all that kind of stuff that we normally do. Right here We Live on a Planet. I appreciate you. We'll be right back. And we are back. Thank you for stopping back. All right, let's dive right into our quote. This is from the late Heath Ledger. What a great, wow! Well, it's just uh, a great tragedy, you know? Because this is what he said. Everyone you meet always asks if you have a career and are married or own a house as is. As if your life was some kind of grocery list. But no one ever asks if you are happy. So true. So true. And we know what happened to Heath Ledger. And he seemed happy and he seemed like he had everything. But everyone you meet always does that. What do you do? Are you married? Do you own a house? How's your bank account? How's this? How's your 401k look? How's this? How's that? But nobody ever asks you, are you happy? So I'm asking you, are you happy today? I'm hoping you're happy today. Because it, to me, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter the house you live in. That doesn't matter to me. You know, I'm, I'm getting older. It's March. This is my birth month. I will be 51. I can't believe it. It's surprising to me. It seemed to have flown by sometimes. I feel like 51 is... (laughs) And then other times I feel like it's, yeah, it's no big deal. I feel like I made it, and that's what I'm proud of right now because there's plenty of times I didn't think I was going to make it, and there's plenty of times I almost didn't make it. So I'm, I'm happy to be here. And I think of Heath Ledger and all the happy, if you saw the air quotes, people that we have lost. And it's tragic. You know, you think of, I can just think of some comedians off the top of my head that you're thinking, you know, no, they they were so happy. They had everything, and, but they're inner demons that we all struggle with. That's for sure. And mine has been mental health. That's been my bane. For the longest time, it was alcohol abuse. And now I can proudly hold my head up high and say that I am sober from alcohol. And in, in August, it will be six years. And I still can't believe it. It was rehab that really helped me. I needed to go to rehab, and I did three months of extensive work. It wasn't only working on my drinking. The place I went was a dual diagnosis center, so it worked on my mental health as well. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about mental health later on in the show. I did... uh We didn't pull the trigger, but we have access to Discovery+. And that's pretty neat. My daughter got it for six months from Verizon, and she was able to give us her link. And there is so much stuff to watch. We haven't even dove in, but my wife loves Joe Kenda, who's a retired detective from out in Colorado Way, So shout out to my family out in Colorado And um, she loves him, loves those true crime shows. I like history stuff. And History Channel, to me, a lot of times, the stuff they have on, like, I'm not trying to hate. And I'm always trying to be curious and not judgmental. But stuff like Swamp People or Moonshiners or other shows like that that I think are on history channel don't feel like history to me. I think of history that I'm going to be watching I don't know, I wish they were more document documentary based like they've had ones like The Men Who Made America or The Foods That Made America. You know, those those are the ones that are fun to watch to me to where you're learning all kinds of stuff instead of this kind of fake setup reality TV that has just blown up everywhere, and that's a staple. I can remember, I'm getting off topic, but I can remember reality TV when it first started on MTV, and there was a show called The Real World, and its its thing was when people stop being nice and, be, and start being real, <laughs> was the name of it. And that wasn't even real. Well, who knows? It was probably started out real and then definitely got scripted. All right, we'll be right back. I'm off topic. There is no topics here. We just talk. We'll be right back. Whoa, we got all kinds of sound effects this morning, bringing us back into whatever it was that we were chatting about. I know I wanted to chat about, I wanted to shout out my friend David. Thank you, David, my, my cable guy. And he's not crazy like Jim Carrey cable guy. <laughs> and I'm awful proud of how far David has come. David, I've known, I think, almost 17 years. He's a younger guy. And I've seen him do different jobs and everything. And now he's set up with Spectrum. And we were having some cable issues where my cable would become not pixelated, but like scrambled. And I couldn't watch any station except for the Spectrum news station, which is okay to watch, but it repeats and loops and loops and you'll lose your mind. And uh, so I brought in my cable box thinking it was my cable box. They gave me a new one. And brought it home, and then that box wasn't working at all. And I was like, oh, man, this is a bummer. So I called Cable, went through the whole process, and they said, oh, we need to send a tech out to you. And I was like, oh, great, this is going to be a week at least. And this was like at noon. The call went in, and they said, we we have a tech in your area today between 3 and 4. Would you like that one? I was like, um, yes, please. <laughs> I couldn't believe that they were able to come that day. So I, they said to me, you know, make sure that you have all your pets away and make sure you're this and that. And I'm like, okay, and we'll make sure that we have our masks on. And she's like, I'll note that to the driver. So obviously everybody's wearing masks today, so it's kind of hard to uh, recognize people. And the cable guy comes to my door and knocks, and I look at him, he's outside, he's got his mask on, and I was like, oh, shoot, I forgot my mask. So I said to him, hold on, I'll be right there, i got to grab my mask, and he shakes his head, yes, and I go grab my mask and let him inside, and as soon as I look at him, he looks at me, and he's like, what'd you break? (laughs) And I kind of did a double take, and I realized who it was, and it was David, a friend of that my wife and I know and we haven't seen him in a long time a real long time and I go what are you doing here and he's like I've been with Spectrum now for like three years and I was so blown away I was like oh my god that's awesome that's great and so like I was already kind of... I get anxious anyways. You know this show. And I had anxieties about the cable guy coming anyways, me trying to explain what was going on. And then I'm like, are they going to have to put in a new line outside? Are they going to have to do this? Are they going to... What's going to happen? And I'm just really catastrophizing it. That's what I do. And I don't mean to, but I'm just really thinking the worst, that they're going to have an issue and they're going to have a problem. And he comes in and I explain it to him and he's just kind of nodding his head and doing his thing and he gets out this tool reader this piece of equipment that if you've ever been to an automobile dealership and had your have to have your car plugged in they plug it into the computer and they got these little handheld readers and it can diagnose your car it was like that but on steroids it was really big really heavy and bulky because he was like how heavy this i was like holy cow and he has to lug around that not only that all of his tools that he has all day and um so but he plugs it in and he's like how long has it been since somebody's been here and i'm like oh at least seven years and he's like yeah you can tell so he ends up taking my cable lines apart putting new mail ends onto them screwing them all and finding that I had a booster, find out we don't need that booster. But come to find out, he goes, you are going to need a new line. I'm going to have to run a line outside your house. And I was like, oh, no, I felt so bad. It was a nice day, but I'm thinking all the work that has to be done. And it was everything was dripping and melting that day. And he had to be under the eaves for a while. And the whole time I'm outside talking with him, since I know him, if it wasn't him, I wouldn't have been talking to the cable guy. Not Well, I would have, but not as much as I was with Dave. To where he's like, hey, if you want to come check it out, stand outside on your porch and watch what I have to do, you're more than welcome. And what a process it was, him having to run a whole line and everything, and doing it all by himself and ours is up and running and better than it ever was and he said i'll leave you with in better shape than you were with your cable and he did so that was awesome so thank you david and it was not a nightmare and i know usually people have nightmare stories about dealing with cable or they just complain about it and uh yeah all right Stick around. We'll be right back. Oh, <laughs> uh, my uh my producer's on one today. He's got all kinds of sound effects that he feels like playing. I was saying about uh right before the break about my cable and how it wasn't cable woes or anything, but I was since I was able to chat with my friend for so long, he was explaining to me about how customers and usually are complaining. You know what I mean? Because if you if you have to have the cable guy there, there's something going on. And so you're you're upset and you're mad and so you're complaining that, well, I paid this and this isn't working and or whoever, whatever the complaint might be. But he's like, Oh yeah, I have to listen to that and I try to explain to him. I said, yeah, you you think that's bad what you have to listen to. Try being a car salesman. Try being a car salesman. That's what I did. And it was, it could be brutal. It could be absolutely brutal because you would get just beat up at work. You would have people come in that had a bad day at their job. And at the end of the day, they decided to grab their family and come in, and uh, berate you, and barrage you, because that's what you do to salesmen, because all salesmen are liars, right? No. <laughs> I I never had to lie to anybody selling a car. I didn't want to. The car sells itself. Buyers know what they're wanting anyways, and it's funny, because they would always be like, oh, salesmen are such liars, but we would you'd learn being in the business that you'd find out buyers a lot of times are liars because you would have them come in i don't know how i'm getting off on this topic of selling or anything but it just made me think about dave getting yelled at at work and people being rude to him but um me saying the thing about buyers are liars sometimes is i would find I would be so open, so honest, so everything, just wanting a good rapport. It's a local town. I'm in a local area. I'm going to see this person shopping out in my community or whatever, and I want to be known as a, a good salesman and not some shady guy. So I start everything off with that way, and I want the same from them. And so I'll be like, so you're in here looking at cars, da, da, da. Have you had, you know, have you, had anybody else look at your car or right before my boss has to go appraise their car. You say to him, you know, have you had anybody look at your car or have you shopped anywhere else? Yeah. No, no, no. I haven't done that or anything. And then the boss comes back, gives you the paperwork from the appraisal and he might pull you aside and say, just so you know, there was like three business cards on their, their, uh, center or in their center council you could see them sitting right there from three different dealerships so they're shopping even though they just told you that they haven't had their car looked at or they haven't talked to another dealership or I would get the are you trading in no I'm not trading in you do the whole deal and then all of a sudden they'd be like oh never mind I got to trade I want to trade in and they would think they got one over on you and it's like wait a minute math has been done We've all, not that you can all of a sudden decide to trade. If you want to trade, of course you can trade in. You can do whatever you want. You can walk out of the dealership at any time you want. But boy, it just brings me back to the times that people were just so rude to me. And I got to the point sometimes where if somebody was really rude to me, I would be like, Excuse me, um, do I not remember... Do, did I offend you before someplace and not remember it? And they're like, no, I've never met you. And I'm like, oh, okay, because the way you're acting to me, I would assume that maybe I've done something wrong to you in the past, and I just must have forgot, and you remember, and so you're taking it out of me now. (laughs) And it would kind of make them step back a little bit, but for the most part, that was, you were getting yelled at. You know, you were getting, thinking that you're just a liar. And that was, that was tough to deal with. All right, how did I get off on that topic? Welcome to We Live on a Planet, right? Where we just talk about everything. Like how I have my upcoming appointment with my therapist, David. I didn't get to see him last week or last month, I should say, because of circumstances where he had to reschedule with me. And mental health to get in and talk to somebody is so difficult because everybody is dealing with it right now, regardless if you had mental health, say you didn't have mental health issues before COVID, a lot of people now are having issues that didn't have them before because we're in a stressful time. So it's hard to uh, hard to, hard to get the care that you need. All right, stick around. We'll be right back. I'll do some more rambling. <laughs> well, this is fun, huh? All these different sound effects. How fun is that? I was saying about just different mental health um, and seeing people. Speaking of that, I'm finally going to be able to see my actual mental health doctor in April. And it's been way too long. He... And his team has, they have had to reschedule with me numerous, numerous times. And that's been very frustrating. I've talked about it here before on the show where they've said, well, um, he's busy or we're going to have to reschedule with him. If you'd like, though, we can schedule, we can set you up with another doctor, but you can't go back and see the doctor that you're seeing again. And I'm like, well, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to start out with a whole new rapport and having to explain everything when I've already seen this other doctor and I've seen this my doctor pre-COVID. So I have met him face-to-face and I didn't want to start a whole new rapport with a doctor, especially telehealth and do it all that way. So, Yeah. I'm finally going to get good to see him, but uh, I need to just kind of talk to him about not sleeping still. I'm just not sleeping the way I should, and my moods are just so mixed, like they always are. My existence is that, and they are just ups and downs, and more downs than ups. I did have an upswing a couple weeks ago, or a week and a half ago, where I was just bouncing around okay but speaking of bouncing around did you know this is a oh, way off topic that dr pepper cotton candy is a thing Mm-hmm. i was at the store the other day and i saw a bag first i saw a bag it was hawaiian punch cotton candy and i was looked at it and i was like yum that kind of looks good because i like cotton candy but i really like dr pepper and it happened to be that the guy in front of me decided he was going to buy a bunch of lottery tickets. So it gave me time to stand there and look at all the stuff that you shouldn't buy. But they do that on purpose and put it right there in the aisle, in the lane, at gas stations. Any store, they do it. And all of a sudden, I'm looking at that cotton candy, and I look down a little bit further, and there was Dr. Pepper. And I went, What? Heck yes, I'm getting some Dr. Pepper cotton candy. And it's good. But it looks just like insulation, the color of it. It's, well, almost like insulation. Regular cotton candy doesn't because it's too pink. But the color of Dr. Pepper and the color of this cotton candy is very, very, very similar. Speaking of, like, treats and sweets, I forgot to tell you the other day when we went to visit my family... My wife made homemade baklava. Baklava is so de- she makes it so good and it's so delicious. My wife makes it the Greek style, but we have made it Turkish style before because I have a friend who lives in Turkey, and he said, "Oh, let's trade recipes. I'll try your recipe of baklava, and then you try my recipe of baklava." And no, no offense, Tamar, I. I love you as a buddy and everything like that. You're my brother. But I like the Greek baklava better than the Turkish baklava. The Greek style that we have is more, it has honey in it. And it's just good. Whereas the Turkish is sugar and lemon instead of honey. And I just, I love that honey. Tastes so good. Honey's delicious. Um, Growing up, one of my uncles had... uh, Honey bees, and that was awesome, and we used to get fresh honey, and we would get the honeycomb, hang it near the fireplace inside the house, and it would melt into a pan, and then you would have fresh honey, and us kids, I can remember chewing on the honeycomb and the wax, and just, oh, delicious, that's the way to eat honey, you'd have to be careful though. every once in a while there would be a bee in it, <laughs> dead one. But, all right, when we come back, we'll finally learn something instead of me just rambling on like a rose. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Okay, so we learned so many things here at We Live on a Planet. I hope, I hope you do, besides me just chattering on. I mean, I hope even if you get something out of the quote at the beginning of the show that we start off with. Um, But we were over at the facts site, and I saw something that caught my eye, and it was some facts about the Game Boy, the Nintendo Game Boy. And I've talked so many times about technology here on the show. One time I talked about the differences of video game prices throughout the years from Atari to on uh, Nintendo to Super Nintendo to the Sega and how the price points always m- matched, you know, depending, you know, dollar for dollar depending on where you were at the time. I've talked about how much Sony Walkmans were at the time like if you owned one of those, you were, you know, you were doing pretty well or a uh, Discman when those finally came out. But these are some facts about the Game Boy and the Game Boy is very interesting. In 1993, Soviet cosmonaut Alekster Cerberow took his Game Boy to space on the TM-17 space mission. Space mission, (laughs) couldn't say that. Later, it was auctioned off for $1,220, and it is said to have orbited the Earth 3,000 times. I butchered his Russian name, sorry about that. My Ukrainian father-in-law would be like, what the heck? Um, In the New York, in New York, the slow down, Patrick, relax, have fun, enjoy yourself. Let's try this again. (laughs) It's just words. In the New York Nintendo World Store, a Game Boy sits proudly on show, which survived a Gulf War barracks bombing. The mangled handheld still displays a picture clearly. Wow. Tetris, although released on the PC, was a huge hit on the Game Boy with its more casual gamer demograph. It sold a whopping 35 million copies. Well, who wasn't hooked on Tetris? I, speaking of Russians, we were just, I butchered his name, but it was a Russian guy who invented Tetris. The first Game Boy could run for 30 hours on two AA batteries. 30 hours. This was due to the screen having only four shades of gray and no backlight. The Game Boy allowed for multiplayer via link cables, usually four people at most. The handheld's first person shooter, Faceball 2000, released in 1991, changed this with an interlope of cables and adapters resembling Spaghetti Junction. 16 players could link up and play together at once 16 can you imagine faceball 2000 never even heard of it nintendo announced in 1995 that 46 46 percent of game boy of game of game boy gamers were female the first time a console was so popular with women a 2014 study found 52% of gamers are female. Wow. I never had a Game Boy at the time. I just I was older, and I wasn't into that handheld gaming system and the graphics to me. I was like, no, nah, there's. I was a game console guy. You know, I wanted that. The Game Boy and the Game Boy Color sold more than the Atari Lynx. And the Sega Genesis combined, wow, with 118.69 million units before being discontinued in 2000. Man. The Game Boy Light, a Japanese-only release, had a built-in backlight screen allowing people to play in low-light conditions. An insane concept for those used to the original. That needed an add-on clip light when it even got slightly dark. Game Boy sold an external camera and a printer for their handheld. The camera took low res, low res images of the user, and in turn, Game Boy may actually be responsible for the word of the selfie. Responsible for the world, world, spit it out. Not word. <laughs> selfie man sometimes i struggle don't i are you still sticking with me here at we live on a planet i hope so (laughs) the original game boy was over twice as fast as the nes with both having 8-bit cpus and the nes 2 kilobyte and the game boys 8 kilobyte It had four times the ram wow There's a lot more facts that you can learn on the Facts site, about the Game Boy, and about any other thing. You can learn how, uh, right now, how sometimes I can struggle. (laughs) All right, we'll be right back. All right, we're back, even though we're just struggling through... One of the facts that I missed on the Game Boy fact site that I thought was just kind of neat. Neil Young, remember how I said the Game Boy had a camera? He used that camera to produce his silver and gold album artwork. The photo was taken by his daughter, Amber. I think that was kind of neat. little fun fact. All right, we are now over at the History Channel's website. Speaking of facts... We're going to find out some facts. And on this day in 1932, the Lindbergh baby is kidnapped. Charles Lindbergh is kidnapped from the family's new mansion in Hopewell, New Jersey. The Lindbergh baby. I mean, that was just like, they were, it was so big that even Al Capone offered his help from prison. Man. Yep, there you can find out more about that on the History Channel's website. 1961, and U.S. President Kennedy establishes the Peace Corps. I've had friends that have been in the Peace Corps, and it was on this day that Kennedy established it. 1966, space exploration Soviet probe crashes into Venus. Oh. You know, I was thinking the other day, Mars is the only planet in our known solar system that has robots on it, actively moving around robots. Kind of neat. Colonial America, 19, or excuse me, 16, 1692, the Salem witch hunt begins. We remember what happens there in the Salem witch hunt. It's crazy, none of them were burnt at the stake, though. That's just movie Hollywood. I did not know this one. 1971, bomb explodes in the Capitol building. A bomb explodes in the Capitol building in Washington, D.C., causing an estimated $300,000 in damage, but hurting no one. A group calling itself the Weather Underground claimed credit for the bombing, which was done in protest of the ongoing U.S. supporting Laos invasion. Wow. I thought, like, the Capitol insurrection. January 6th was the first time anything's really happened bad at the Capitol. I didn't know in 1971 that happened. I was only one years old. Here's one in sports. 1969 New York Yankee star Mickey Mantle. He retires. Mickey Mantle retires. Westward expansion. 1872, the Yellowstone Park is established. Never been there. I would like to go. I have been to the Grand Canyon, and that was awesome. Just just amazing, amazing. American Revolution, 1781, the Articles of Confederation are ratified after nearly four years. And that is it on the History Channel's website. As always, I just skimmed the fat. There's plenty more on the Histories Channel's website that you can listen to, and I encourage you to. Yes! Yes, I do. I encourage you to. <laughs> All right, stick around when we come back. We'll close off the show. We'll be right back. All right, that sound means it's ending time, I guess. Never heard it before here at We Live on a Planet, but <laughs> I guess that's what that's meaning today. Thank you so much for stopping over, giving me some of your time here at We Live on a Planet. It's, it's so awesome. And I appreciate your time more than I can ever tell you. It's the most important gift that anybody can ever give me is time because that's the most important gift we have on earth, because we just never know how much we have. I want to share our quote from Heath Ledger one more time. Everyone you meet always asks if you've had, or if you have a career, are married, or own a house, as if your life was some kind of grocery list, but no one ever asks if you are happy. So try to ask a friend today or a loved one if they're happy, or the next time you meet somebody, Maybe try to sway the conversation in a different way. That would be groovy. Nice thought. Nice idea. I would love to hear from you. I would love to open up the phone lines to you. Please head on over to my website, WLOAP.com. You can subscribe for updates. And also there's a phone icon. You push that little phone icon and it will go to my voice message. It will ring five times before it picks up, but you can uh, leave a little message and I can play it on the podcast. If you're listening through Anchor, you know how to do it. It's super simple. You can also ask your um, Amazon device to play the podcast. Just ask it to play We Live on a Planet and it will do that for you. And just share we live on a planet with a friend. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, tell people about it. That's the best way we live on a planet. It gets growth. And thanks to my supporter, Mark Ryan and to my listeners, all of you out there. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. And I will talk to you again real soon. Do your best to stay curious and not judgmental today. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.